Welcome in to the very first episode of the Kicking It With Clump podcast, your weekly dose of real, authentic takes on the world of sports. I'm your host, Jacob Klumker, aka Clump. That's what they called me growing up, and I'm rolling with it. It was an absurd weekend of football, and I'm pumped to get into it with you. I just want to introduce the podcast, what it's all about, what I plan on talking about. I'm going to talk a lot of football, even in the offseason, uh, you know, professional college, all of it. I love, love the NFL, love college football, have ever since I was a little kid. It's a passion of mine. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I wanted to be a broadcaster when I was a kid. So being a podcaster, I guess, is the next best thing. So here I am. Uh, talk a lot of football. I'll talk some NBA, particularly as it gets closer to the NBA playoffs. It's it's hard to follow basketball and baseball in the regular season. I'll kind of follow it, just kind of see how players are doing, how teams are doing, standings, things like that. There's just not a lot of energy in the regular season. When you have 162 games in baseball, it's so hard to follow every game. Uh, I, if there are people out there that watch all 162 games of your team, good on you. That's awesome. I, I played baseball from the time I was four all the way through high school, and I can't watch. I can't watch that much baseball. That's just too much. I personally think they should cut the season minimum at minimum and in, in half i just think the, the season's way too long there's no sense of urgency you lose a game and no one really cares that's a problem you lose a game in the nfl college football i mean college football you lose a game the season's almost over in professional football you you i mean the nfl you lose a game the season's not over by any means but uh, but one game could be could be the difference so so that's why i love the nfl that's why i love college football the sense of urgency every week matters so much. Um, and then I really love the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs are really fun to watch. They're, they're Talk about going from having not a ton of energy in the regular season to lots of energy in the postseason. So definitely we'll look forward to the playoffs. We'll talk NBA then, but right now we're really going to focus on, on the NFL. Uh, and if college football was on, we'd obviously talk about that. I'll get into a little bit of recruiting um, there are a lot of shakeups in college football over the last few weeks with coaches going all over Lincoln Riley to SC, uh, Brian Kelly to, to LSU, lots of movement, um, movement that matters, you know, not just, you know, a couple of coordinators moving around or, you know, an offensive coordinator from the NFL taking a college job. Like this was some movement that has already changed the landscape. SC's recruiting class has, has already changed dramatically. So big changes in college football but let's get in let's get into let's get into some of these games over the weekend we'll start with the first game Bengals Titans I, I thought it, it wasn't a high scoring game it wasn't an overly entertaining game to watch if you love offense but but it was a dogfight especially if you're if you're talking to Joe Burrow nine sacks on the game for for the Titans uh, on Joe Burrow, he had no time. Every time he dropped back to pass, he he was getting just pummeled. I'll tell you what, though the 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 Bengals are are set up. If if they if they can get a couple of 
of dudes up front. They got some dudes on the D line, but if they can if they can get a couple of a couple of hogs on the on the offensive line, watch out for the Bengals. Jamar Chase is for real. That dude is good. Uh, and and T Higgins. I mean, he had a couple of drops today, which really were inexcusable. But it's it's you know they they lack some experience in the playoffs. I'll, I'll attribute it to that nerves. Um, T Higgins is a good player. He's also he he's as a number especially as a number two. Joe Burrow's got a couple of great wide receivers. Tyler Boyd is a great number three as well. So Bengals are they're looking good. And Joe Mixon didn't even mention Joe Mixon. I mean, he's I think he pro he proved his himself this year to be top five back. Um, I mean, maybe you could argue him out of the top five, but I think he's up he's up there with those with those top running backs. He's really good. Um, I, I kind of want to dissect Tannehill's three picks. Um, I did not think he had a good game. I, I don't think anyone did, but I kind of want to go through each one. Um, the second one, I, I don't think was necessarily his fault, but the, the first pick I thought was bad. Um, the safety was the one that picked it off. You got to know where the safeties are. That's, I mean, that's literally QB 101. You got to know where the safeties are. Um, the fact that it was just a timing curl route, it wasn't a complex route, you got to know where the safeties are. That That's 100% on Tannehill. Um, so that, that, was, that was bad. The second pick, what are you going to do? I, I just think it was a great play by Mike Hilton, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, maybe Tannehill could see him, you know, coming in there and potentially batting that you know, batting that ball down, usually those get batted down. You know, when someone comes flying in there like that and it's a screen and, and a DB comes in or a linebacker comes in or a D lineman jumps up, it just, it gets batted down. He had Mike Hilton happen to bat it up in the air, catch it himself and run back. Tannehill, I mean, Tannehill, <laughs> I mean, he threw the pick, but he also saved the play because um, uh, Mike Hilton was likely taking that to the house if Tannehill didn't bring him, bring him down. Um, so that second play, um, I don't necessarily attribute that to Tannehill. Um, that was just a great play by Mike Hilton. Um, don't like the taunting penalty by Eli Apple afterwards. Hate that stuff. You can't give up 15 yards in the playoffs. I'm um, in a game that is tight like that. Every yard was mattering at that point. So you, you just can't, you can't do that. Um, again, you know, you're going to have things like that with a young inexperienced team, especially inexperienced in the playoffs. I think they're going to tighten that up. But anyway, third pick. Uh, it was another curl route. I don't understand. Um, he, he wasn't, the receiver was not particularly open. He wasn't open. Uh, Tannehill was staring him down, which Eli Apple, you could clearly see Tannehill just staring his receiver down because uh in in no way did Eli Apple think that, that receiver. I can't even I, don't, I can't even think of the receiver's name off the top of my head. Um, it wasn't AJ Brown. It wasn't Julio Jones. Not really sure why he wasn't looking for either of those guys. Um, but it was clear by Tannehill's eyes that receiver was not going downfield. Eli Apple saw that. He didn't bite on. He didn't. You know he wasn't taking any steps back. He was glued to the receiver. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what Tannehill was looking at. Um, but that ball clearly wasn't getting completed. And if you watch that play over again, 
tight end was dragging across the field. He was open. Um, hit him. <laughs> he was open. If you aren't, you know, I, I, I guess if you want to stare down your receiver, bring everyone over there, then look back and hit your tight end. That would have been better than what he did. But that's all on Tannehill. Don't like that play. Um, to throw two picks on a timing curl route, um, not great. Um, so don't love that. Um, Mixon had a touchdown run that was, I mean, it wasn't like super glamorous, but it was a beautiful cutback. Um, the vision he had on that play, he could have just kept, you know, trying to find the hole up the middle. He saw that it was open on the outside, cut it out. Um, he made it look easy, but I, I don't think that was an easy, that was an easy run. So good on him. Uh, Deontay Foreman had a long run in the third quarter. I thought it was Derrick Henry until the very end of the play. And they said Deontay Foreman for however many, I think it was like 35 yards or something like that. And I was like, wait, what? That was Deontay Foreman? Uh, that dude's a beast. He's big. He looks just like Derrick Henry. Uh, the the Titans' backfield's turning into Bama's backfield where they just always seem to have some massive dude that runs faster than your cornerbacks. I, I don't understand where Bama gets those guys. But anyway, Deontay Foreman looked like a stud. Uh, I I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of teams should well not a lot of teams but any team that's looking for a running back should give him a look. Uh, he he looked solid. Uh, the the back shoulder touchdown to AJ Brown um, that was a bright spot for Tannehill. That was a great throw. Um, a split second later and safety comes through and picks that off. Um, but it wasn't a split second later. He threw it right when it needed to be thrown. Great catch by AJ Brown. Um, after that touchdown, the Bengals get the ball back, and I believe it was a three and out. They give the ball right back to the Titans, um, and it kind of feels like it was tied, 16-16. It kind of felt like the Titans were going to take over. Um, it was like, all right, well, that was a nice run by the Bengals. I was I was personally kind of rooting for the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's a baller. Um, I was – so I was – kind of had a vested interest in it, but at that point it kind of felt like, all right, the Titans are going to, they're going to run away with this now. Um, and then a fourth and one stop by the Bengals defense. I was impressed. That was impressive. Um, the, the Titans, that's not an easy run rush, rushing attack to stop. And, and they did it, gave the ball, um, put the ball back into their stud Joe Burrow's hands. Um, he threw just a dime to Jamar Chase on the sideline. That was like a 20, 20 yard out, I think. Um, great ball. Um, he he and a lot of other NFL quarterbacks make that throw look easy. It's not an easy throw by any means. That most most of us, if we tried to throw a 20 yard out, it would look like we're throwing a fade. It, it, it's, it's, it's not a short pass. Um, their arms are just ridiculously strong. So that was great ball by uh, by Joe Burrow. When they needed a throw, he delivered. Um, and Jamar Chase is phenomenal. He's so good. Get him in the open, in, get him in open space, and uh, he just makes people miss. Uh, he's so good. So I, I was impressed with the Bengals' resilience, um, particularly uh, the man himself of the weekend, Evan McPherson. Uh, four field goals, two over 50. He's a rookie. Uh, this is this is where you build a legacy as a kicker. Um, you don't remember Adam Vinatieri based off of his regular season game-winning field goals. Uh, you remember him uh, winning games in the playoffs and in particularly in the Super Bowl. 
Um, and so McPherson keeps that up and, and he's going to have, he's going to have a legacy here pretty quick. So I was really impressed with him, particularly the quote, uh, right before he went out, right, right before he went out on the field, um, said, uh, this was according to Joe Burrow. Um, he said, well, I guess we're going to win the AFC or I guess we're going to the AFC championship game. Uh, that's, that's pretty legit. I like that. Um, and Joe Burrow's the same way. Joe Burrow, he's, he's cocky without being cocky. Um, he's a very confident dude. Uh, but, but in a good way, you, you watch him and you're like, this guy is, this guy's cool. Like you want to hang out with Joe Burrow. I want to hang out with Joe Burrow. He, I won't ever hang out with Joe Burrow, but I want to. He just seems like a cool dude. Um, so biggest winner of the game, Evan McPherson, um, starting to cement a legacy. Uh, you keep do you do that a little, you know, you get a couple more game winners, especially in the playoffs, and 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 you're gonna have you're gonna have a legacy. So uh, really impressed with with that. And usually I wouldn't say the biggest winner is a kicker, but but he did it. He did a great job. Biggest loser, Ryan Tannehill. Not just the three picks. I think he's losing his fan base. I think Titans are are starting to realize that their success is uh, really the run game. Um, Tannehill's not a bad quarterback. He's really not. Um, when 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 Derrick Henry's rolling, that running game is rolling. Ryan Tannehill's more than capable, but he's not going to carry a team. I. It, it was clear that Derrick Henry wasn't either. He wasn't operating at full at full capacity. Or the Bengals D just played really well. Regardless, the 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 rush the rushing attack wasn't able to carry the team, and and Tannehill wasn't either. So, I uh, I think he's losing his fan base. I think he's the biggest loser from for the day. I think he lost. And when I say that, I don't mean Ryan Tannehill's a loser. I just think he lost a lot. I think he lost his fan base. Um, he lost a playoff game, another one. It's hard. Um, so biggest winner, Evan McPherson, biggest loser, Ryan Tannehill. Let's get on to the Niners Packers. Uh, this was, if you love defense, I guess a fun game to watch. It wasn't necessarily a crazy entertaining game to watch. I might be in the minority here. I don't like watching games at Lambeau in January when it's snowing. And it looks miserable. All I can think about the whole time is, man, those players look miserable. They can talk about how they love playing in the cold all they want. They don't. They're, they're full of crap. There's no way they're enjoying that. There are players that say all the time they don't miss it. Greg Jennings said today he doesn't miss playing in the cold. Like It, it looks miserable. Um, I, I'm excited that, that the NFC Championship game is going to be at SoFi and not at Lambeau. Because um, those games just look completely miserable the snow comes down it makes the game less interesting because it makes it harder to throw honestly i feel like it's a disadvantage for the packers who rely heavily on aaron Rodgers, and it starts just pissing snow what are you going to do you, i mean at that point the niners had an advantage i mean just give debo samuel the ball in whatever way you can and let him tear up the the packers um so i, I really don't think Playing at Lambeau when you rely on a passing attack is all that much of an advantage, but what do I know? I'm just a guy here talking about the game. Um, Green Bay ran for only 67 yards on 20 carries. Uh, 
again, when it's snowing, I, I think that was that was the story of the game. Uh, you can't run for only 67 yards in a playoff game and hope to win. Uh, Jimmy G. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about, I think he was over 4 or over 6. I know he was over 6 at one point. I think in the first quarter he was over 4. One of them, I mean, one of those was dropped. George Kittle had a drop um, that would have been at least 20 yards. Um, great ball by Jimmy G. Um, I think he gets a lot of flack. I don't think he's an elite quarterback, but he wins. He keeps winning. He's 4-1 and one in the playoffs all time. I mean, Matt Stafford just won his first playoff game. Well, I guess second now, but um, this was... This was his first year winning a playoff game. And we all love Matt Stafford, including me. I love Matt Stafford. I think he's great. Uh, but I think Jimmy G takes a lot of heat. Um, he didn't have a great game by any means, but neither did Aaron Rodgers today, who everyone loves, which I'll get into here in a minute. Um, but that pick at the end of the half was 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 pretty bad. I didn't like it. Kittle was wide open. If you watch if you watch that play over again, he was he was open by five to 10 yards. Um, and if Jimmy G gets rid of that ball um, a second or two earlier, that's an easy touchdown. Uh, he threw it way too late. Um, it was underthrown. Um, I'm sure right when he threw it, he regretted it. What can you do? It, it's just, it was a bad play. They still won. Um, Debo Samuel. Uh, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the NFL. I'm a Seahawks fan. <laughs> And I love Debo Samuel. Watching him play is a treat. Uh, he might be the most versatile player in the game. Not many guys can play on the perimeter and run between the tackles. There are lots of receivers who take fly sweeps, you know, take it to the outside. They get, they get, you know, rushes. But Debo Samuel, they give him the ball and it's like, all right, you know, run it right up the middle. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, he, he's, he's pretty thick, but he's still so elusive and fast. It's, it's incredible. I, I love watching Debo Samuel play, um, third and seven with a minute left. <laughs> just run it. Just give Debo the ball first down. Uh, if you're Matt LaFleur, just kind of throw your hands up. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, it's just, it's just Debo being Debo. He's just a stud. Uh, he's just too good. Uh, that said, uh, Debo came limping off the field a couple of times. If he doesn't play in the NFC Championship game, that is not good for the Niners. I, I haven't seen, um, I, I haven't really looked, to be honest. Um, I'll look later in the week um, when we know more. But I'm guessing he'll play. They didn't really say much about it. Hopefully he does. That would be bad just for the game itself if he didn't. Um, but, but Debo's a stud. All right, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. I get that San Francisco has a good defense, but Aaron Rodgers is the reigning MVP, potentially back-to-back. I think Tom Brady should get it, but you could make a case for, for Aaron Rodgers being the MVP again. This is the second year in a row he's lost at home as a favorite. What are his excuses? He has an elite wide receiver, an elite offensive line, an elite backfield, 
AJ Dillon and, and Aaron Jones. I mean, can you give me another backfield that's better? I'm, I'm sure there might be one out there. I don't. I can't think of one off the top of my head. That's really good. <laughs> and an above average defense that just gave up ten points. <laughs> like, can we stop making excuses for this guy? He's he's not a winner. Okay, he won a Super Bowl. I get it. That was a long time ago at this point. Um, he also had an elite defense then. He hasn't been back to the Super Bowl. He's played in one Super Bowl. Okay, when his team needs it, when his team needs him, okay, he might he might make some cool plays that make us go, ooh, ah, yeah, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Did you see that that sidearm throw? That was legit. Like when his team needs him, he just chokes. Or they don't even put the ball in his hands like last last year's NFC Championship game. Because he's not clutch. <laughs> he's not clutch. I don't know why, why, how many times we need to see him lose in the playoffs. When he's favored, it's not like he's the underdog. Okay, and just watch him lose. He just keeps losing. I want to give you a stat here. Do you know how many career playoff game playoff okay not regular season because he has more regular season but okay it doesn't really matter a whole lot if you don't win in the playoffs how many career playoff game winning drives do you think Aaron Rodgers has probably think at least five or six right like he's been in the playoffs a lot two two you know who else has that many? Mark Sanchez. Joe Flacco. Nick Foles. I know Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. We all know. Okay. The 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 jury's out. Nick Foles is not a franchise quarterback. That Eagles team was just stacked. Okay, Russell Wilson has four in half the amount of time as Aaron Rodgers. Eli Manning has five. Don't even get me started on Brady. 14, 14 playoff game-winning drives for Tom Brady. Can we stop with the Rodgers infatuation? If there's, there better not be anyone advocating for Aaron Rodgers being better than Tom Brady. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I, I get that winning's not everything, but winning is something. <laughs> like, we'll give Matt Stafford a pass. Because he was in Detroit for the majority of his career. All right, no one expects anyone to win in Detroit. It's just a terrible franchise. Aaron Rodgers has been with one of the most winning franchises in the NFL. He took over a team that was pretty good. They've been good the whole time he's been there. Sure, they haven't had elite defenses every time. I mean, Russell Wilson's been working with bad defenses for four or five years now. This is the, I mean, he didn't make the playoffs this year, but he has. And maybe Russell, Russ isn't the best example because he won his Super Bowl on, I mean, you could say on the back of an absolutely phenomenal all-time defense. But, I mean, Tom Brady... Sure, he had Randy Moss, but Julian Edelman, 
You think Julian Edelman would be elite with Aaron Rodgers? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's at some point we got to stop making excuses for Aaron Rodgers, and he's just got to start winning big games because uh, I am not convinced. Um, and and it's always someone else's fault, you know. It's the GM's fault. It's the offensive line's fault. He doesn't have enough weapons. Give me a break. Give me a break. There are lots of quarterbacks working with not great talent on the outside. Um, I don't want to hear it. Just make it work. Make plays. And, and don't give up when not everything is going your way. So biggest winner from this game I think it's Kyle Shanahan. I, I was gonna say the defense for for the for the 49ers, um, which you could give it to them. I just think that's more obvious. Uh, I think I think the winner is Kyle Shanahan. Pe- people were people were railing on Shanahan early in the year, and and I thought it was a little unfair. Um, they were kind of working through, you know, do we do we try out Trey Lance? Do we stay with Jimmy? Um, they were they were working through a lot of stuff. Um, and here they are, NFC Championship game. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. He's a great coach, and I think he's the biggest winner from this weekend um, for this game. Uh, he, you know, another win against the Packers, uh, just a, against a potential uh, NFL MVP. So great, big winner for, for the weekend, Kyle Shanahan. Can we take him off the hot seat now? Uh, biggest loser, Aaron Rodgers. Not even a question. I can't win the big game. And uh, hopefully people start to jump off that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest of all time. If there was anyone left on board, um, hopefully hopefully that's over. All right, let's get into the to the Sunday game, starting with Bucks and Rams. The first half of this game wasn't particularly interesting, unless you're a Rams fan. felt a lot like, that Super Bowl game with the with the Falcons and the Patriots and the 28-3 comeback. Second half, amazing. First half, uh, I don't think many people were engaged other than actively rooting against Tom Brady, which I hate because Tom Brady's the man. Uh, you might hate him, but I love him. He's, honestly, he's having seven Super Bowl rings. He's an underdog. He was drafted in the sixth round. Everyone laughs at his draft picture. He wasn't fast, still isn't fast, not quick, can't move around. He moves in the pocket well, but that's just skill. He's taught himself that. Um, He does have a great arm. Um, People don't talk about his arm enough. He's 44, and he still has, he's still just slinging it out there. He has a great arm. Uh, But physically speaking, he's an underdog. I don't know why everyone hates him. Like I, I get that he won a bunch in New England. We everyone got sick of him. But uh, if you know, if Patrick Mahomes is playing Tom Brady, everyone likes a good underdog story. I, I don't understand rooting for Patrick Mahomes because in no way is he an underdog. He's gifted in almost every way you'd want a quarterback to be gifted. Nothing. I love Patrick Mahomes. Nothing against him. Uh, I'm just strictly speaking about Tom Brady here. Um, if you hate him, maybe. Maybe reconsider that. He really is not, um, I don't know, he's a good teammate. Everyone seems to love playing with him. 
he seems a lot more chill in Tampa Bay. I think a lot of people like him more since he left. But anyway, I digress. Uh, with, with this game, the second half was complete chaos for the Rams. Give them props that they didn't cave. It would have been so easy for them to have just an absolute, complete meltdown. Especially with the comeback kid himself on the other side of the ball. Uh, they, they, they really tried to give this game away. But still, they were able to, to pull out the win. Uh, four, four, four turnovers, four fumbles, two by Cam Akers, uh, one by Cooper Cup. I, I mean, Cup is, doesn't make mistakes, so that was, that was shocking. Um, regardless, I thought, I thought the Rams showed a lot of character in this game. When, when, when you have a big lead like that and you see it dwindling and you know Tom Brady's on the other side, how easy would it be to just cave under pressure? So easy, right? Stafford hung in there. That, that last drive, when they, they could have just ran the clock, gone to overtime, I, I definitely wouldn't have agreed with that, but we see it happen all the time. I mean, they started the drive with 42 seconds left. If they don't get a first down quick, they probably do run the clock out. You don't want to take a deep shot it gets picked off. They run it back to the 40 and Brady has 20 seconds left to run a couple of plays. That That's game over. So it really was an impressive drive. Uh, Stafford had, I mean, really it was two plays, but um, well, it was three plays. And we, we got to talk about the first before we can talk about the, the other two. This is the last drive of the game. 42 seconds left when they started this drive. The first play, Stafford takes a sack, loses the ball, recovers it, whether it was actually a fumble or not is irrelevant because he got the ball back. But the fact that he lost the ball, again, this, I mean, it's a mental game as well as a physical game, especially at quarterback. He loses the ball again. He's, I mean, again, how, how easy would it be to just melt, just to have a meltdown? You know what? Let's take this into overtime. Let's take a breath and, and, and let's, try, let's try and win it in overtime. Stafford, after taking a sack, second and 11, just over 30 seconds, just delivers a dime to Coop, to Cooper Cup. Um, awesome throw. I uh, really, really impressed with that. Getting almost, getting almost to midfield, and then without even hesitating, next play. If the last, if the last throw to Cup was a dime, this is a freaking quarter. Like, just. The touch on that ball, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I when I when I watched that thing live, my jaw dropped. I mean that that's a beautiful throw. I, I see as a Seahawks fan, I've seen Russell Wilson do that countless times, where he just tons of arc and just drops it right into his receiver's hands. Just a beautiful throw, not an easy throw to make. It, it, when you put that much arc on a ball, it's easy to underthrow your receiver, which if he did, could have easily been picked off by Winfield. Winfield takes it back, who knows how much, with probably still 15 seconds on the clock. Tom Brady gets the ball back. Um, it, was a, it was a gutsy throw to put that much air under it, delivers it perfectly into, into Cup's arms, and just so impressed with Stafford's calmness in the pocket with pressure. That Bucks D line is for real. Their linebackers are for real. They get pressure. 
and and he hung in there and just threw a dime. Um, so I'm I'm not gonna go into this game too much. It was again the first half wasn't super eventful. Uh, if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the Bills Chiefs game, which we'll talk about here in a sec. I mean, this was the the game of the weekend. It was as good as the other two games were. The the, the ending to this one was was awesome. It was so fun to watch. I'm happy for the Rams. As you know, as big of a Tom Brady fan as I am, I'm happy for Stafford. I'm happy for McVay. I'm um, getting past Tom Brady in the playoffs is by no means an easy task. So I mean, once Patrick Mahomes did it, you know now I mean, granted Brady left, but they still got past you know Brady and the Patriots, and now they're on the verge of going to their you know third straight Super Bowl. So anyway, uh, great win for the, for the Rams. I I'm really excited to see the NFC Championship game in that new SoFi Stadium. I think I heard I heard something about how this would be the first time maybe ever that the Championship game and the Super Bowl will be played in the same place by the team that plays in that stadium. So, if we thought it was cool that the Bucks played the Super Bowl in there you know, in their home stadium last year, the Rams could potentially play the NFC Championship game at home and then the Super Bowl at home. That's 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 an advantage for sure. So biggest winner this game, I, I gotta say Matt Stafford. I I I was really excited about seeing Stafford in in LA. He's had his ups and downs this year, but like we were talking about earlier with Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter how good you are in the regular season. Peyton Manning got railed for this a lot too. Um, Peyton's obviously a legend, got his second Super Bowl, but he had a hard time winning in the playoffs. That's what separated, you know, Brady from from Manning, and uh, and so I'm I'm just excited to see to see Stafford get a couple of playoff wins under his belt. Uh, I personally am kind of rooting for the Rams. Uh, two NFC West teams. It's gonna be a rough, a rough time for the Seahawks over the next few years. Uh, these, these are some good teams in Arizona. Obviously, no slouch either. Biggest loser. This is gonna, this is gonna sound dumb, but uh, Antonio Brown. I know the Bucks lost, but uh, he he goes and posts this the 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 picture of him going off the field, and then looks like he's holding a sign that says Bucks lose, and then a couple of days later. He says there's a report that he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I, I don't. Just, I I I shouldn't laugh because he could legitimately need help. Um, but if he just really is this big of a douche, I there's no way any NFL team is taking a shot on Antonio Brown again. You'd have to be the dumbest GM in the world. To take to take him on, it's not worth it. He's not as good as he was when he was with Pittsburgh. Um, he's still great, still a good receiver. Um, he proved that in Tampa Bay, but it's not worth it. It's not it's not worth the headache, um, which he inevitably will be. We thought he was kind of it seemed like he was over it, 
um, until the, you know, the fake vaccine card, which I don't particularly really care about, um, the fake, fake fact, but it was still, it was a controversy and there, it just seems to follow him everywhere that. And then obviously walking off the field, like I've never seen that just taking your shirt off and walking off the field in the middle of a game. Uh, there's, he's the biggest loser today because he just cemented the fact that he's not coming back to the NFL with that dumb meme that he posted and then saying that he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. All right, dude, yeah, and I want a unicorn. It's not going to happen. All right, last game of the weekend and the best, which sounds crazy, the best by far. As good as the games were this weekend, Bills Chiefs. I I was hoping for a good game. We got arguably the best football game of all time. This was incredible. And it's obviously it's it's the stakes. It's it's all the scoring in the last few minutes. Uh, it was if this game was in the regular season, it would still be up there. But the fact that this was in the playoffs, it's it's another level. It's it's really it was really incredible. Starting with towards the end of the game, Josh Allen two fourth down conversions in a row. Can we just talk about? how incredible Josh Allen is. I know, you know, the Chiefs won. Uh, Mahomes is going to get a lot of the love, as he as he should. He 100% should. He was incredible, too, and we'll get to him. But Josh Allen, I'll just get to the, the biggest winner of the day. I was tempted to say Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people would say it should just be Patrick Mahomes since he won. Josh Allen lost the game. But my gosh, did he get, did he gain some respect? He gained my respect. He already had my respect. He gained even more. To me, it's, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and the rest of the league. He is remarkable. He's unstoppable. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to, you know, drop a bunch into coverage, all right, he'll just run on you. If you want to load the box, he'll just throw on you. Like you can't beat him. Um, it, it, it's similar to Mahomes, although I think he's an he's an even better runner than Mahomes is. But those those two fourth down conversions in a row, one I believe was fourth and seven, and he made like three or four Chiefs defenders miss rolling out and getting that first that first down. It was arguably his best play of the day and that's saying something but that that was incredible watching it was like geez someone's got to take him down there's no way he gets the first down and then he gets it and then a couple plays later was it fourth and 13 fourth and 13 hits gabriel davis for another fourth and 13 and just a laser i i'm out of words for Josh Allen, he's, I'm so excited as a football fan. It's, it's, it's exciting to know that we're going to be able to see him and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, all these young, talented quarterbacks, the AFC, take Joe Burrow. Gosh, I mean, just, we get to watch all these guys play for 10 years, just battle it out. And the AFC is going to be crazy 
it's going to be so fun to watch. NFC too, but the NFC is, you know, I mean, Matt Stafford, who knows how much time he has left. He's not old by any means, but um, he's he's not young like these other guys. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees just retired. Um, you know, some Russell Wilson, you know, he's still got time left for sure. But a lot of these NFC quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, they just keep popping into my head. Um, a lot of these NFC quarterbacks are going to be gone. So NFC is going to have to reload a little bit to, to keep up with, with the uh, – with the AFC, but overall, the NFL is in a great place. Um, really, some 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 awesome talent. Um, biggest loser of the day, and I don't I don't mean this to rub salt in the wound. I just genuinely feel bad for them, Bills fans. Um, to all of you out there, you don't deserve this. It was that's as that's as hard of a loss as you can endure. Thirteen seconds left. Um, geez, I, I I saw something on TV today about um, most awkward moment of the weekend was when the Bills were celebrating. Who wouldn't? Thirteen seconds left. Who thought the Chiefs were going to come back there? I mean, you could say, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's like, okay, yeah, thirteen seconds. Um, I mean. Sure, in every in the back of everyone's head, it's like it's not impossible, but it could happen, but probably not. Like, let's be real. Um, I didn't think it was awkward that they were celebrating. It just sucks. Um, if you're a Bills fan, this is just a tough one to swallow. But they're gonna be back. If you're a Bills fan, I know it's hard, but boy, your team is in a good place. The defense balled out this year. No one's stopping Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you can't. I, I, I don't know. I, I know it's we we want to put blame on the overtime rules and it really does suck. It sucks that you know if if Josh Allen got the ball, the Bills win that game. We all know it. Uh, you know Mahomes just happened to win the toss. So uh, you want to complain? Rules are rules. It sucks. Uh, you had you know you had sixty minutes to win the game. Went to overtime. Uh, Colin Cowherd has. His his outlook on on the playoffs in the NFL is if you're the home team, and I totally agree with this, by the way. If you're the home team and you can't close out a game in 60 minutes, uh, the away team should automatically get the ball, or at least a choice. I don't know why you'd want to not have the ball to start overtime, but either way, um, the away team should get the choice. Um, playing in Arrowhead is not an easy place to play. Um, if you can hang in with the Chiefs for 60 minutes, you should get the call if you want the ball or not in overtime. Uh, again, you got home field advantage. You got the crowd screaming while the other team's on the field. If you can't win in 60 minutes, you don't deserve the ball in overtime. Um, the other team has kind of earned it. So I, I think that would be an alternative that would be more interesting. Plus, a lot of teams, when they're at home, they're more they're more willing to go to overtime because they know they have their crowd, so that takes that away. Um, you know, just kind of tanking it at the end of the game. You know, just run out the clock. No, let's try and win it because we know they're getting the ball. I think it would just add another layer of uh, excitement to the end of the game. Um, Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't think any more really needs to be said. He's incredible. He he's just. There's no words. There's, there are no words. 
Um, I would say he's still uh, the best in the league, but I think it used to be like, you know, Patrick Mahomes above all else, and then, you know, kind of a list of Josh Allen, I don't know, Justin Herbert really stepped up this year. Um, I don't want to put Aaron Rodgers in the category, but we do put him in that category. Russell Wilson, kind of all those, you know, all those top tier quarterbacks. I think it's 1A, 1B now. Josh Allen just proved that he is the 1B of the NFL. I, I, I think he needs to beat Mahomes to surpass Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes, 1A, Josh Allen, 1B. Um, if I had to build a team, I would, I'd probably um, die trying to analyze <laughs> who I'd want more. Mahomes or, or Josh Allen. I'd just die of old age. I don't think I'd ever be able to make a decision. They're both remarkable. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, I guess we could we could dive into that last, you know, those last couple of drives by by the by the Chiefs. Um, sure, you know, we could we could ar- you could make the argument the Chiefs, you know, you or not the Chiefs, the Bills, you know, even though you didn't get the ball, you gotta make a stop, but is there any defense in the league that's going to stop that? I don't think so. I, I don't think it mattered who was out there on the field. You could you could put 11 All-Pros on defense. I still don't think they're stopping the Chiefs. Um, Tyreek Hill is too fast. Travis Kelsey's too good in open space. It it, it is what it is. Um, it's a tough loss for the for the for the Bills. Great win for the Chiefs. Happy for I was happy for either team. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. Um, I was kind of personally rooting for for Josh Allen because I just think it would be it's you can't have a rivalry if only one team wins. And I wanted to see the Bills win to just really spark this rivalry between the two teams. It is what it is. Awesome game. Exciting. I'm excited to see um, what happens with with the Chiefs and the Bengals. Excited for Niners and Rams. I, I secretly hope that it's the Chiefs and the Rams. I think that would be an absurdly good Super Bowl. Uh, I think ratings, that would be the best game in terms of ratings. Um, just, you know, Matt Stafford versus Patrick Mahomes. I, I think Joe Burrow, I mean, I may like Joe Burrow more than other people, but I think Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl would be would be awesome too. He's he's just got ice in his veins. Um by the way, last the last seven games, last seven closeout games for Joe Burrow going into last or going into his LSU days, seven and zero. Um, I believe it, he's probably pushing three thousand yards in those games. Uh, I believe over thirty touchdowns. And did he have a pick in this last game? I can't remember. I think he did, um, but I want to say it wasn't wasn't entirely his fault. Anyway, the dude is money in closeout games as much as we want to choose the chiefs watch out for the Bengals. uh joe burrow i I wouldn't want to count him out and i definitely wouldn't want to count out evan mcpherson either so excited for the championship weekend hopefully you enjoyed um the first episode of the podcast um give me five stars if you enjoyed it i hope to hope to you know meet with you again uh have a good one